Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All the way down. It's more in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A first down for Purdue. He's still going. Welcome, everybody, back to the Behind the Rails podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller, with former Purdue running back Corey Sheets. And we're already in episode 19, Corey. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Setting up here for the 10th game of the season, and that is our topic for tonight. We're getting ready in a couple of days to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes, which is always a tremendous challenge. The Buckeyes have not lost a game to a Big Ten team since October 20th, 2018, when they walked into ross Stadium and lost by four touchdowns. So, <laughs> Time for history to repeat itself, I say. How about you? <laughs> I, I would be down with that. It's been since 1988, uh, was last Purdue's last victory in the horseshoe over in Columbus. So we, we got a pretty steep challenge ahead of us. This is a legitimate contender for the national championship year in and year out. They have talent across the board, but Purdue has proven it can get it done before. So, And especially against the ranked team as well. Oh, yeah. So uh, I forget, did you ever get to play at Ohio State or no? Yeah, one time we got our butts handed to us. <laughs> Let's see. I want to look that up now in the past results. We was out everything. <laughs> 2007 was a 23-27-3. Up 16-3. to So looks like it was just a day the offense couldn't get going. I want to say Ryan Kerrigan had a hell of a day that day, though, to almost single-handedly keep us in it. Yeah, the score didn't indicate the ass-whooping we got. All I just kept <laughs> remember hearing was that damn uh, third down and that doom. Uh, they they tend to do that, but I, I do know Ke- Ryan Kerrigan was a bad, bad man for opposing teams. He, so what we're looking at here, we are looking at the best offense in the Big Ten, and th- there's no other way around it. They are averaging nearly 45 points a game. That's uh, about nine points more than the next highest team in the conference. They are the best passing team in the Big Ten. They get about 20 yards more per, per game than Purdue. Rushing, not so much. They're down at sixth, but when you're throwing for 350 yards a game, as Purdue has shown they can do, sometimes you don't need to run the ball as much. So Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very scary offense to face. And yeah, I'm looking at it. Total points per game, 44. Whew. Touchdowns, 51. First downs, 231. Rush, oh God, these numbers just keep going higher and higher. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one of the most impressive things with them is they are starting a freshman at quarterback in the name by the name of CJ Stroud. And he has thrown for nearly twenty seven hundred yards, twenty five touchdowns against just five interceptions. So now, I was about to say you say freshman, but the man playing like a, a senior. <laughs> The I the thing is is you get you get a talented freshman in there and you put weapons around him like he's got and give him a line to protect him, you can look good. And he ain't gonna have no growing pains. 
Uh, he has a near a thousand yard back to hand off to in Travion Henderson, who has 937 yards and 12 touchdowns. And I think the thing that really gives me pause here, Ohio state has three excellent receivers, um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. These guys have gotten together and they have gotten some work done. 2,200 Man. yards and 20 touchdowns between oh. them. Just about to say, they're scoring in the bunches. Uh, I believe Olave, his numbers are not as high as the other two. No, nah, but, but he got uh, all the touchdowns. <laughs> he has all the touchdowns, and uh, I remember reading on their site this year that he is pretty much going to leave Ohio State with all of their receiving records. He's got 32 scores in his career, which is mm. – <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a lot. Yeah, that is a by, lot. By, by some people's standards. I, I had a few more than that. That's <laughs> 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 <It is> good. <laughs> I know it's a lot for a receiver because receivers <laughs> don't tend to get as much as uh, as you guys do in the backfield. I mean, something like that. <laughs> but, yeah, he's, he's putting in a lot of work. And the, the tight end, he's putting in some work too. Both the tight ends. Yeah, Jeremy oh, that's Ruckers. Tight, that's the running back. Yeah, the, the running back putting some tight end. And, I mean, you're receiving yards as well. Man, they got the, they got a high powered offense, and the def- our defense is going to have a uh, they got to bring their big boy shoes to to work this week. Yes, uh, Ohio State is a team. They have scored more than fifty points four times this year in their nine games, which whew, mm. they. They are coming off of a season low, however, scoring only 26 in a 26-17 win against Nebraska last week. And Nebraska got it done by forcing them to kick four field goals. They only gave up one big play. They gave up a 75-yard touchdown to uh, Smith and Jigba. But um, Smith and Jigba did a uh, David Bell last week, 240 yards receiving. (laughs) Boy, boy, boy. This is like, where do you go? Everybody can can put in work in any given day. Man, he did this it, for seventy five. His seventy five yard touchdown. Ooh, so he got will. Yeah. So the speed out there. Hey y'all, we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff. So we will be right back after this ad. Basketball season is just around the corner here, and your Boilermakers are rated in the top ten headed into the new season. It's going to be a great year in Mackey Arena, and if you would like to put a little bit of money down to see if Purdue can make it to New Orleans, head on over to Bet Online. That's right, our Believe podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, and we remain the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50, that's BLEAV50, to receive your bonus. So like I said, if you think Purdue's going to make it to New Orleans, want to put your money where your mouth is, head on over to Bet Online, the best in sports betting. This is going to be a very challenging game, and they it seems like they have the ability to not necessarily stop Karloftis, but at least neutralize him. And if Stroud is going to have 
time to throw, he's going to find somebody open. And that's what makes them extremely dangerous. I mean, but Graham's back there picking everything off. So this might be a game <laughs> where they underestimate us once again. We come in there and spank that ass. So <laughs> I certainly hope so. That'd be nice. Um, I do know that we, if we're going to get it done, we have to take advantage of a defense that has struggled a bit at times this year. They are 11th in pass defense, giving up 247 yards a game. Only 13 touchdowns given up, uh, but so they, they tend to do a semi-decent job of keeping teams out of the end zone. They do have 11 interceptions, however, so absolutely critical that O'Connell keeps another clean game. I think that's the biggest thing that he has done against Nebraska, against Iowa, and against Michigan State. He had a clean game. He didn't throw the ball to the other team. Right. I think he's he's found his stride, and he, our boy's been doing his thing. I don't think this week is going to be any different. It might be a little bit more pressure. He might be be running maybe a little bit more, but as long as he keeps his head in the game and don't make no stupid errors, I think he'll be fine. I don't know. What are your thoughts about – you know, this has the look of a game that could get into a track meet. And what are your thoughts about that? Or is that a good thing for Purdue? Is that bad in the long run or what? I mean, it depends on what kind of type of track meet you're talking about. <laughs> if it's a, a slow, boring marathon, yeah, we might be able to hang in there. But if it's a, a, a shootout, I mean, Bell is great and all, but he gonna need more than just he gonna need more than just himself. Yeah, I I don't think we're going to be able to match them score for score, and we don't want to try. <laughs> I mean, hell, we put 40 up on the board last week now. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, the thing, though. They can put 50 up. <laughs> I mean, shit. All we need is a couple, a couple of more defensive uh, plays, and we good we good to go. <laughs> Keep those, those pick sixes coming, and we'll be all right. <laughs> Uh, I think one thing that will definitely help Purdue is if they can have a couple more of those drives where they just keep that offense safely on the sideline, like the uh, seven-and-a-half-minute drive we had that spanned the third and into the fourth quarter against Michigan State. Only got a field goal, but you took seven-and-a-half minutes away from them on their comeback, and that ended up being bigger than the points. I was about to say, what's the time of possession for Ohio State? Uh, I'm not sure, but I do. Let me see what they did against Nebraska. Uh, let's see. Against Nebraska, they had they actually had the ball thirty four minutes to Nebraska's twenty six, but only mm. got twenty six points out of it. I mean, it could have been a slow day at the office. Stroud still threw for four hundred and five yards, but he did throw a couple of interceptions. So he had two of his five interceptions in the season last week. So that's we're going to need where, a couple of those. That's where the points went when the defense needed to come up with a big play. They did, and they didn't get the points on the board. Made himself a field goal. Let's keep it close. And I said, hey, so if if Nebraska did it, it's possible. It's possible to run Uh, with the big dogs. (laughs) Let's see. Ohio State turned it over on downs their first drive. Their second drive, they threw an interception from the Nebraska 22. They uh, later threw an interception at the the, uh, Nebraska goal line. Right, that'll be the touchdown right there. If you run the ball, that's a touchdown. So, like I say, when you need to make big plays, you, they make them and keep points off the board. That's good to see for Nebraska. I believe our defense can do better, not even let them get close. But they're going to have to, like I said, they're going to bring their big boy pants, <laughs> big boy shoes into work. You can't come in there half-stepping against a team like this 
and they've done it time and time again. We've seen it this season. So it is impressive that Purdue has done some of its best work away away from home. They're three and one away from home. So um, I was looking at the stats, and you're going to be astounded by this one. We have not won four regular season games away from Ross Aid Stadium since 1943. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> and believe we got two it. chances to get to fourth one here. So it's this week and next week against Northwestern. So we might be able to get both of them. That's a crazy thing. Oh, yeah. That is the thing. If if Purdue pulls this one off, you suddenly have that door open just a little bit to win the Big Ten West. You still need Minnesota. You still need to win the last two, and you need Minnesota and Wisconsin to each lose a game. But Minnesota and Wisconsin still got to play each other, so mm. one of them's going to lose. <laughs> uh, who we need to lose? Wisconsin. Uh, we need both of them to lose, and then the winner <laughs> of the Minnesota. So the winner of the Minnesota Wisconsin game would have to be would have to then lose another one because before before that game because they finished the season against each other i think minnesota would be more likely to drop one as they go to iowa this week and they have to go to indiana wisconsin before they play minnesota they host northwestern and host nebraska the next two weeks yeah we'll be all right i, I can see us i can see us at least having eight win season which is pretty good that yeah, that would be extremely good. Maybe maybe nine nine win season if we uh if we able to knock off Ohio State. <laughs> now it's it's interesting. Our last eight win season was two thousand seven, and that one felt a bit little bit disappointing to finish at eight wins because you started five and zero, oh, you got to seven and two after losing to Ohio State and Michigan, then dropped three in a row to Penn State, Michigan State, and Indiana. I remember that year. I was home for Christmas. <laughs> no, we we won the bowl game. We won Wait. the bowl game against Central Michigan. That was that. That was a bowl. That was we went to. I thought it was the uh, year we didn't go to a bowl. Uh the next year or two thousand five, we didn't go to one. In two thousand eight, we didn't go to one. Okay, that's what I'm thinking about. Two thousand eight. Yeah, that was the interesting season. That was the one where we lost to Indiana on the walk off field goal. Penn State game was closer than I thought. It was only by seven, and you had some close calls, but. This one feels a lot more accomplished uh, just because of who you beat and when you beat him. You're finished the season stronger than you started it. And I think that's always key is getting better throughout the year. And that's what this Purdue team has done, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would. The offense is finally coming alive late in the season, which is something you love to see. We're healthy. Our defense has been stout all year. So that's something I'm not worried about too much. Special teams ain't really – Ain't been nowhere, but hey, you never know. We might <laughs> mess around and take one back to the crib on, on some crazy stuff. <laughs> it's been a while since we've. I goodness, I can't even think of the last time that we had a kickoff return or a punt return for a touchdown. I, I think our last kickoff return for a touchdown was uh, Raheem Mostert, and he's doing his work right now for the 49ers. So, not a bad gig. Oh, <laughs> my no. Favorite, my favorite team. <laughs> I, I take it you watched him, though, in that NFC Championship when he went a little nuts. Yeah, I watched him a little bit. I checked him out. <laughs> <laughs> that was an impressive performance. And I know what uh, what a lot of Purdue fans were saying. is like, this guy is running for 200-plus yards and four touchdowns in the NFC Championship game, and he only had six rushing touchdowns his entire career at Purdue. What the hell was that coaching staff doing? But man, it's just a lot of that going on there, but uh... 
But yeah, when they when I seen them, I'm like, wait, he was at Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> he was primarily a kickoff returner, really. Uh, they moved him to running back like his last year or two, but he was an excellent kickoff returner for us. Mm. And then boy goes to the NFL, bounces around a couple practice squads, ends up on the ends up on the 49ers and just has that one crazy game. I say that's all you need. That's literally in the NFL, you can make a career off of one game. Hell, Odell Beckham Jr. made a career off of one catch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really about all how you spin it. Yeah, and I know he got a pretty decent contract for uh, for his work. So now you're a millionaire. Goes to show you, <laughs> ball one time and they'll pay you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to find his contract. I'm very curious about it, but I can't find it right now. But yeah, he after that uh, AFC Championship game, and you also nice little bit of trivia about Mostert. He is one of only two Purdue players to score a touchdown in a Super Bowl. Who was the other one? Allstat. Okay. The uh, definition there is score a touchdown. Breeze, Greasy, and um, Lynn Dawson threw touchdown passes. But as far as the guy actually taking it in the end zone, only Mostert and Allstat have done that. You know, it was crazy. I thought you was going to say Rob Ninkovich for some odd reason. I remember him getting an interception or a fumble and taking it back far, but I don't remember if he scored or not. No, I know he played in a lot of Super Bowls, but that's what happens when you play with Tom Brady for a bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're down in Tampa. Why don't you go give Tom a call? Be like, hey, you need a, you need a backup? <laughs> you need Man, a backup running back? I wish I wish I still had the body to do that. I couldn't play football if I tried to right now. <laughs> <laughs> you still made it. <laughs> they gave me a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot more than I could say. I I never played a down of organized football, but when you're five foot eight and 130 pounds soaking wet as a junior in high school, there's not a lot of football scouts looking for you. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have breaking blinding speed, and I did not have breaking blinding speed. <laughs> mm. Well. That's why you you on here talking with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can analyze it. I can talk about it. Uh, I can't play it, man. <laughs> I caught it. I caught a touchdown once in a Purdue flag football intramural game, and I was like, "Yeah, that's good, man. I'm I'm good." <laughs> I would have loved to have seen you after that play. <laughs> <laughs> so, question. Uh, yeah, who's going to be your guys to watch? Ah, man. I want to see Horvath uh, get on track here. I, I'm, Ooh, that's a tough injury to come back from so quickly. But I, I want to see him get on track. He has shown he can have a 100-yard rushing game. He was far and away Purdue's best running back last season. Uh, he ended up, I believe, with three 100-yard games uh, in 2020, which mm-hmm. was half the season. And I think he can. I think he can get the offense on track. And you get him going, it opens up the Purdue offense even more. So I want to watch him. I want to see him get some carries. I want to see him really get going. And you know, he, he's my pick. He had 81 yards on 21 carries in the season opener. So he's had a good game this year. Uh, just got to get him some space and let him go to work. You feel like he's due. 
I think he's due, and that is, you know, all pending how that leg is, man. It, yeah, he broke his leg September 11th, and it is November, as of this recording, it's November 10th. So, came back from a broken leg in two months, man. Whew. I mean, hey, didn't T.O. do it in like two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Terrell Owens. So. <laughs> so, T.O. did it in two weeks, so he all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who, who's your guy to watch? I'm going to say David Bell. He's well, been, yeah, obviously. He's been, no, but, but my, my reasoning is because I feel like if David Bell gets off and gets off early at a subtle O'Connell down, it'll open up everything else so that Horvath can take off. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like David Bell is the key to everything. You, you unlock it with the bell. He is, he's definitely on a run this year. He, the only team to really kind of keep him in check was Wisconsin. They held him to 33 yards on six catches. Everybody else, man, he's been there and he's been smoking them. He's lighting their <laughs> ass up. And I, and I hope this, this week is no different. Plus, I feel like he plays to the competition. Mm-hmm. So with this being a big big stage that it is, the man's going to come in. The man's going to show up this week. I don't, I don't see him having a bad game at all. Now, on the other side of the coin, I, I know there's only a handful of guys left over from that game two years or three years ago now. Mm-hmm. How much does that factor that the last time they saw Purdue, Purdue just whooped their ass? <laughs> Man, that don't mean nothing. They, it probably, them probably, guys don't even probably think about that. The last time they thought about it was when they walked off the field and kept it pushing. Um, but I'm sure those coaches are talking about it. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a different coaching staff even now, too, because that was still under Urban Meyer. But I mean, they still going to bring it up last time they Purdue was here or whatever. It's, it's going to come up just just off of history, trying to find some type of motivation for your players. It would have to come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I There's probably only a handful of Purdue guys that were there. I know Jackson Anthrop. Jackson Anthrop might be the only one left from Purdue that actually played in that game. <laughs> right. So. So it, it's two different teams. This is just the big dogs of Ohio State, the little guys at Purdue, David versus Goliath, who's going to win. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's your pick? I, I know you said you were going to pick Purdue. you sticking with it? Of course. But I, I think it's going to be a shootout. Let me see. 28-32 Purdue. Ooh, 32-28 Purdue. I, I like that. I, I would absolutely take that. <laughs> there we go. That'll work. <laughs> What's your Alrighty, pick? What's your, I mean, give me a score. You don't never give a score. <laughs> oh, I never – oh, man. Uh, man, I, I am – I'm kind of scared of that Ohio State offense. Uh, Nebraska held him in check last week, but uh, <laughs> that's going to be tough to do two weeks in a row. Uh, I mean, but we got I, one of the best defenses out there, though. I know, I know, I know, but I, I we haven't seen an offense like this that can really get it going. Um, you know, yeah, we got a good passing offense, but part of what I've seen from that passing offense is we've seen some really bad passing teams, and Ohio State is not that. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm thinking we keep it close a little bit. And then it kind of gets away a little bit in the fourth quarter. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 42-31 Ohio mm-hmm. State. Ohio State so, picking Ohio State. It's it's the shoe, man. That's that's gonna be tough. <laughs> but I think we win the next two after that and get the eight. 
Oh, we definitely win the next two. I ain't worried about that. This gonna be this gonna be a tricky one, but I feel like we're gonna do it. All right. I love the confidence, man. All right. So with that, um, we are looking forward to Saturday and heading over to Columbus. I will be watching from home. Corey will be watching from Tampa there. And Very well. Bright and early. <laughs> hopefully we can pull off another fantastic upset and move up a little higher in the rankings because we are 19th right now in the college football playoff rankings. That is that's pretty impressive. Mm. I did not expect that this year. Yeah, I, I love it. When I seen it on uh, – somebody posted it on Instagram. I had to repost it. I was happy. <laughs> so if we go ahead and knock off Ohio State, they got to give us top 10. Oh. <laughs> I say everybody y'all put in the top five, we keep beating them out. So clearly we in there somewhere. <laughs> well, that just uh that just shows that Saban's still ducking us. They'll probably want to drop Alabama out of the top five so we don't have to play them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So with that, we're gonna wrap things up this week and we will talk to you after this game on Saturday. Hopefully get something out on Monday or Tuesday next week. So for Corey and myself, Travis Miller of HammerAndRails.com, Boiler Up. BTFU. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Please visit our sponsor, Bet Online, for the best in college sports odds. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.